Good evening, everybody. We're here on Tuesday, the 13th of October. Thank God fall is here, and we just thank God for all the change of the seasons and the good things that God's doing uh, in our lives. We're, we're here studying uh, the renewing of the mind, fighting that warfare that goes on in between our ears, <laughs> and uh, just being the overcomer that God's called us to be uh, in the midst of all the uh, all the turmoil, all the, all the things that are going on in this day and hour, uh, God has still called us to be more than conquerors. Uh, we began last night by looking at uh, the renewing of our mind, the presenting of our bodies, and how uh, in this day and hour, uh, even from this time last year, a pre-fall uh, harvest, uh, you know, if we would have come up and begin to say this is what's going to be going on this time next year, a lot of people would have said, I don't know if I believe that or not. Uh, but here we are with, with all types of... Uh, uh, medical issues, uh, financial issue, political issues, social issues, and, and an avalanche of information. Now, we knew that would happen because of the election, uh, that there would be just an avalanche of, of information, the uh, two political parties fighting it out, one uh, with one candidate, the other with another candidate. There's always a lot of information that's going on there. But then you add to it uh, a pandemic, you add, add to it a, uh, a lot of social unrest and, and social issues, and you just have this enormous amount of, of information. And let me tell you what it's doing. It's competing for your attention. It's, it's, it's waving its hands. It's, it's, it's flashing on your television screen, your internet screen. It's, it's coming on. It's, it's just all this information. And as we said yesterday, if you, if you dwell on that, if you allow yourself to be captured by that, it will, it will begin an oppression in your life because so much is being said, it's just being put out there that there, as far as they're concerned, uh, there's no answers to it, but we know the answer is Jesus to all the problems of mankind. So that's where we're trusting. That's where we're keeping our eyes. And so yesterday we looked at presenting our bodies and beginning to reprogram our minds. Uh, that has to be a continual literally a continual process. We talked about going back to school, how we need to become students of the Word of God. And, and you know, as a student, you had to have some kind of discipline just to, just to make it through school, through, through grade school, uh, intermediate school, through high school, you that have gone to college. When I went to Bible college, I had to have some discipline in my life. I had to focus on it, and I had to put effort into it. Now, now that's uh, something we want to uh, reinforce to you all probably every time we come to you this week, is that you need to put effort into this. You need to focus on it. Uh, you need to make a decision. This is what I'm going to do. And listen, this is not something you do for just a few weeks and it's over. This is your lifestyle. You're a, you're a lifetime student of the Word of God, seeking the, the deep, valuable revelations of Jesus Christ, who He is, your Heavenly Father, the power of the Holy Ghost, and who you are, who you are in Christ Jesus. Listen, these are eternal subjects. All this other stuff that's cluttering your mind right now, listen, it's temporal. It's going to fade away. This time next year, it's going to be something else. But right now, you have to put forth the effort. We said this, don't let your mind become lazy. And if all you do is lay back in an easy chair or on the couch and allow our news media and all that's going on to just download into your mind, you know, report after report after report, it's going to wear you out. It's going to make the muscle of your mind weak and lazy. And then the enemy is going to come in and begin to oppress you with all kinds of thoughts of what might happen. So we're renewing our minds. We're taking the Word of God every day. Now, I want to go to Romans since we're in Romans. Romans chapter 8. Let me read it in the in the King James first, Romans chapter eight, beginning in verse eight, no, excuse me, beginning in verse five, it says, for they that after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, 
For they are they that uh, after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So uh, literally it says if you're a fleshly person, then you're going to take care of the flesh and mind. But if you're a spiritual person, you're going to take care of spiritual things. Then it says this, for they that after the flesh, excuse me, for, they, for to be carnally minded, now notice this, for me, to be carnally minded is death. Now, now I, I'm, I'm not saying that. The Bible is telling you that. That if you allow the carnality of your mind to dominate your thinking, that's going to produce death in your life. Now remember what death is in the, in, in the human experience. In the human experience, the end of the road, death, is the separation of your spirit from your human body. Your spirit and your soul together go to heaven. Your body is laid in the grave to sleep. But death, all up until that time, is separation. It can separate you from relationships. It can separate you from finances, from health, from all the blessings that God wants to put into your life. It, one of the most grievous processes I ever have to ever have to watch is when people begin to back out of a church. Uh, I watched it when I was in field ministry. I'd see it. I've seen it here in this church. That you know, that, that they'd sit here, sit there, sit here, sit there, and then all of a sudden they're on that back row. They they come in late. They leave early. I mean, it's just you watch them as they go, as they leave out. And I trust they go off somewhere else. And, and find a real spiritual home. But listen, it's a sad process. And what it is, it's a working upon the mind of the adversary to do things the way of the flesh and the mind. It's death. It's separation. Many times it's separation from a church that God has called people to, from relationships that they've had for years. But you've got to make a decision to win that war of the mind and not be subject to the mind and the flesh. Then the next verse says this. Let me find it. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. One translation says, The carnal mind is God's enemy. For it is not subject to the law of God. Or we'd say it like this, It is not subject to the word of God. Now listen to the next part of the scripture. Neither indeed can be. It means it can't be. That means you've got to do it because if you don't do it, your mind's going to take you over and you're going to be subject to all the carnality that the mind is going to produce and it's going to separate you from all of the good things that God wants in your life. It's going to bring you death. Now let me, let me find it here in, my, uh, here in my Passion Bible. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction. Listen to that. That's, that's powerful. The, the, uh, the, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to His direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the spirit of the anointed one, you are not of him. Now Christ lives his life in you. You've got to understand that is the exact expression of the new birth. For Jesus Christ to live his life in you. He can't do it with your, with your, with your mind. He can't do it with your flesh. 
You have to take the word of God. You have to do that which God speaks to us to. I'm reminded of the scripture there in, uh, uh, we use it all the time, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Uh, Let not this word uh, depart from your mouth, but meditate therein day and night. Now notice, that you may observe to do all that is written therein, then you make your way prosperous and you have good success. I know a, a great uh, a weakness in a lot of people is everything that goes negative in their life, they want to blame someone else. It's, it's not my fault, it's their fault. I did everything I was supposed to do. I was right. Everybody else failed. Everybody else failed and now I've ended up like this. No, no, no. You are the one responsible for making your way prosperous and you're the ones uh, responsible for your own good success. But in order to make your way prosperous and in order to have good success, you're going to have to do exactly what that scripture says. You're going to have to observe the word of God so that you may obey it. That means getting into the word. Now, listen, when you come to Island Church and, and listen to me teach and preach, there ought to be a scripture there ought to be something that I say because I spent a lot of time praying. I spent a lot of time studying. God, what do I need to feed the sheep? What do I need to feed the sheep to keep them healthy? To keep them moving forward? To keep oppression off of their mind? To keep, to keep, them, from, uh, to keep them from entering into doubt, unbelief? And to keep all the negative things that's in this world system from encroaching into their life. I, I, I spend hours, hours meditating, speaking to God. What can I do? What can I do? The gift that you've given me. The, the, the experience that I've had. So I spend this time doing my best to give you the things that have worked for me. This has worked for me. I don't have a carnal mind anymore. I started out with a carnal mind. But I have to work hard to keep it spiritual, and I have to work hard to keep it from entering into carnality. Sure, I'm tempted to do it. Sure, I've had times when I've not been perfect in, in, in maintaining a spiritual mind. Sure, there's been time in which the mind of my flesh and my emotions have taken advantage of me. But I'm telling you, I always go back to that spiritual mindset, back to the Word of God, back to meditating, meditating upon the Word so that I can observe to do according to that which is written therein. You can't have have obedience outside of that which you renew your mind with. Let me say that to you again. That's an important point. You can't have obedience to the Word of God outside of the Word of God that you have taken and renewed your mind with. Anything else that you do by the Word of God is just mental assent. That's all it is. It's not faith. It's just mentally assenting. It's like saying, well, I see healings in the Bible and I know it's true, but it's like Seeing it in the Bible and thinking you know it's true, but not really believing in healing. Now it's like seeing, well, I see that you're supposed to give. I see that tithing will, will cause the devourer to be rebuked. I see this, but you don't apply it. That's mental assent. And the problem is mentally assenting to the Word of God does not give you the power that the Word of God releases that is supernatural, that helps you to move forward in victory, forward in faith, and achieve that which God has for your life. Now, as I close with this, let me just offer some things up. A couple of areas. Here's where you have to be careful. Number one, the political area. Uh, we're right there in the middle of, a, uh, of an election. Uh, I, in my lifetime, have never seen the nation so uh, divided. Uh, I don't really uh, tell people how they should vote. Uh, I just tell them this. You should vote your righteousness. You should give Jesus your vote. How would Jesus vote? If you could uh, determine and discern that, then you'll, you'll do fine. If, if your heart does not condemn you in that, then you'll do fine. But notice the, the, the information. 
the uh, we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do this and we'll do that and I've done this and I've done that and that was no good and this was no good. You know, uh, I've only superficially observed. I have not got into the depths of what's going on. Neither do I desire to. Because that brings, the, all of a sudden, the questions start to rise. Well, if this one gets elected, what's going to happen? Well, if this one gets reelected, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen here? Or what's going to, and next thing you know, you're wandering into the future and you're very vulnerable to the wolf of the devil who's going to come and try to just put fear upon your mind and upon your life. Then there's the medical aspect. Uh, COVID-19, what if I test positive? What if I get symptoms? Uh, what about this medication? What about that medication? And I know, listen, I'm not, I'm not denying there's a virus out there, but what I am very perplexed about is our world's response to it. How, how we've never responded to anything like this. We've never, I remember way back in the 80s when AIDS first hit, and there was a, there was a few voices uh, uh, talking about quarantine. We need to quarantine, quarantine. And all the, the avalanche of every Everything that came against that and just it just you know and I, I don't understand all the particulars of that but here's the thing you've got to realize they've changed the dynamic of how we deal with disease now uh, what that's going to look like in the future I don't know but if you let your mind wander out into the future you're gonna have all the what-ifs and what if that and what if that you can't do that you've got to keep your mind fixed up on the Word of God so you've got the political you've got medical then one last one there's the financial I've heard some of the dire, uh, uh, what would you call it, prognostications. Oh, the f stock market's going to drop. They're printing trillions of do dollars, not going to be worth anything. We're going to a currency, uh, no currency society. They're, uh, the mark of the beast, they're already, they're already figuring out how to do the mark. Listen, you can't dwell on that. God is still your Jehovah Jireh. He still supplies all of your need. If they take away all of the money, if they steal all the gold, the silver, if they do it all, God will still have provision. He took care of over two million in a desert. There was no water. There was no food. There were no CVS pharmacies. There was nothing. But he took care of millions of people because he is a loving, caring God. And let me tell you something. According to his word and what we've experienced in life, he will take care of you. God bless you. We'll see you on Thursday night.